0: This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117,
1: with a shout-out to the Xbox Expansion Pass. Keep your heads up during this time of isolation. Stay positive. Play some games. Most
0: importantly, finish the fight. Thanks for listening to
1: XEP. Master Chief, out. Welcome one, welcome all, to episode 172 of the Xbox Expansion Pass, recorded on Saturday, April 8th, 2023. I am your host, Luke Lore, the insipid ghost, joined by my co-host, the intrepid Captain Logan. In this episode, we discuss the -the under-the-radar idiot Xbox showcase that took place this past week, Joseph Staten is departing Xbox, Resident Evil breaks records, and the Mario movie sets the bar for video game movies where will xbox land on that as always we hope you enjoy the show logan we like to start the show by offering words of kindness to those who have made our gaming weeks better but first my friend how are you i'm doing good i almost forgot to unmute there but
0: it's been a it's been a pretty good week there's a lot of stuff that i can't talk about yet
1: (laughs) we'll have to wait
0: that i want to talk about but yep. yeah it's it's been a pretty good week how about you
1: it i'm great uh we have had a good week we got sent some codes for some games that are coming out we're working on coverage for them uh those were exciting wins uh, which is pretty cool that. we can say that we're, we're playing something we for coverage. it's fun. things that are, are cool things that are cool <laughs> uh, needless to say no matter who you are what your gaming interests are there's a lot to get uh or a lot of goodness to be had for the next few weeks. And um I know a lot of content creators are putting out previews of things, uh doing reviews of things, embargoes are lifting throughout this coming week. Uh, but we're gonna be holding our impressions on a couple things to go. But yeah, man, it's been a good week for me as well. You know, can't good. complain. I'm glad. Yeah. yeah. Well, who are your words of kindness for this week, sir?
0: You know, funny enough, I I, I know. Last week I said strubles and Bits. Mm-hmm. Um, this week I think it's Stubbs Gaming uh, because they responded to a comment about you asking about whether or not you should give Elon Musk money mm-hmm. uh, for for hush stuff. I don't know what it is, but you apparently want to get <laughs> him. Twitter blue. <laughs> a, oh, oh, Twitter blue. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that the code word for it? All right. Well, mm. you want to give them hush money. And uh, you were asking if people could get like a f- solid opinions on, on whether or not, you know, you should be extorted. And I said no. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they came out and said like, hey, you know what? You've, you guys have done a great job. You've really stepped up the content and you've really uh, just act- actually really been present in, in the Xbox gaming sphere. And, and that feels good. It feels good to hear that from other people. It's like validation. Like what we're doing is good. <laughs> and yeah. people are enjoying it. And I love hearing that.
1: Yeah, that was a nice note to to see over on the old Twitter verse. Stubbs a, a good dude. Um, yeah, that was a cool, nice wing because it was unsolicited and just kind. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. I love it. Thank you for that, by the way. How about you? What was your uh what was your words of kindness or where, who who made your week better?
1: Um, uh, kid you not. So uh I do the show creator talk for our patrons. Um It's for our tier two and three patrons and Lord Cognito from the Iron Lords podcast came on uh, and chatted VR with me. It was genuinely a fantastic episode. Um, It's making me think about putting out some of the patron stuff like a month later over on YouTube, but he gave me a lot of really good advice off air about how to help the show, how to make contacts with people, creating uh, certain types of, of like pitch decks and stuff and just generally good advice for being a content creator that is doing it as a hobby uh and how to get to to conventions and stuff lord cog is just one of the standout people so not only did he give me a really good episode and some incredible takes on vr uh which were just fantastic and he works in vr as well with a meta oculus um we had a good conversation but he just gave me a lot of really good advice off Mm. air which was, which was awesome. And Iron Lords, they're coming up on their 300th episode. I want to give them a shout out. Oh, so um, crazy. So crazy. But I kid you not, XEP would not have happened if not for King and Sav, Addict, Cog, all of them that just being supportive, helping advice. So it was just a really nice time to get to just sit and chat with Cog for like an hour. Yeah. So that was cool. It's yeah. funny.
0: You, you bringing up Cog made me think of of other luminaries in the industry, and and I and and I feel like it would be a it would be a miss if I didn't thank uh, Khalif out there for uh, the the advice on jerk cod, which sounds weird. But, but i looked Whoa, into it we took a
1: turn i know he did yeah it's red beast listens to this with his kids logan <laughs>
0: yeah, so um what i i didn't realize this and this is why i asked is he he posted a photo on twitter about his uh he was going to be baking some jerk cod and i was like jerk cod because i eat a lot of cod um not too much fish, lately everybody but,
1: fish not call of duty
0: that's yeah sorry that's probably did a better way you, you um, did not clarify that but yeah sorry no uh, but yeah, it, 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 it sounds like griefing on call of duty, doesn't it? Does. it? Yeah. Okay. No. Um, so yeah, so, so, uh, jerk is a type of spice mm-hmm. from the Caribbean mm-hmm. and cod is obviously the fish, but he, he actually gave some good advice in trying out and, and I wanted to thank him because it actually brightened my week. I was thinking about it and I'm going to go see if we can hunt down some some jerk spices to put on like some cod or some salmon and stuff. And I was like, you know what? There's a lot of hate that he gets for his cooking and stuff like that. But uh, to be honest, he's got some really strong ideas and I like that.
1: So yeah. All right. Okay. We you weren't talking you,
0: about Call of Duty. I'm sorry.
1: You had me on the ropes for a moment. <laughs> I was like, Oh no. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right. Uh, shout out to Khalif Adam, Spawn on me. Good stuff there as well. Uh, and shout out to the Iron Lords. And in general, just thank you guys for being luminaries. That's a good point. That's a good thing to, to do. Well, uh, we had a good bit of news this week as well, as we got a new Patreon member. want to give a shout hey. out to, to Zach LeCoulter. Uh I don't know if I pronounced your last name properly, Zach, so my apologies, but I really appreciate you uh, taking the time and the money and the energy to Support XCP over on Patreon. So thank you for that. Uh, guys, you can always support XCP at patreon.com slash Xbox Expansion Pass. Uh, I, I remembered it. I remembered it. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for, for always supporting us because it helps us get better tech, uh, get games for coverage. Uh, if there is an Xbox Fan Fest or a convention that we can get to travel to that. So so thank you for that. Um, and I hope you enjoy Creator Talk because that's a, a fun show. Yeah, Logan. Definitely. It's your week to read the names.
0: All right. So I get the privilege of calling out the tier two and tier three names for all of our patients. So thank you. to And and this is the trouble because now you said Zach's last name. I completely spaced out on because I was so focused on the TRE at the end of his name. So I was mm-hmm. like, is it Trey or is it uh, LeCoult? LeCoultry?
1: We don't know. You know, I, I did. Know. I messaged him the day he he did it to try and get some insight, but I haven't heard back from him yet. There's so no know.
0: way to know. There's yeah, we'll no possible know. way to understand this. So I'm gonna up. do my best, but let's go. Let's get through this. So tier two and tier three shout outs for this week are Zach LeColtre, Jam Pack Sam, Matt Valdez, Neo Prime Thirty Three, Rick Davis, Jesse Martinez, Red Beast, Xbox Mike Twenty Nine, Matt Without Fear, The Lord Sir Master James Suddy. Brendan Myers, a.k.a. The Winter Gamer, Sony's VP of Marketing, Kevin Butler, Clint Clombs, DJ Hero, Deno 12 Thank you all so much for your support. It really does. It means the world to me because all of that is going to support Xbox Expansion Pass, specifically Luke. He needs it. He's a teacher, for the love of God. <laughs> he doesn't get money they don't pay them enough he's out there dying to to try and teach these chillens about what a home phone is and if he doesn't he's going to be really sad but no he at least has these to fall back on so thank you all so much for your support but Luke, Uh, yeah Yes, (laughs)
1: Yes, <laughs> yes.
0: I, I'm. I'm really curious. It, it, at the beginning of the year, and and this is kind of a way to transition, but it's yeah. the beginning of the year. You jumped into the idea of Operation hashtag Find the Fun. Was mm-hmm. there anything that you found the fun in this week that you can talk about?
1: Uh, that I can talk about? Yeah. Uh, let's see. No, because <laughs> no. we've been playing all. We've been playing all pre-release stuff. I'm not sure what you're angling. Is there something that you're. Pl-
0: and Glenn, we just, were playing a, lot, a lot, of stuff. i just fun. wanted to i wanted to check in i just wanted a, a weekly check-in was there something that was you were just not having fun in that you were like oh, i really wish i could find the fun what is the fun in that and if that was something because you know you, you you start up operation find the fun and i want to make sure that if we're we're going through something we're not having a good time or mm-hmm. someone's getting negative about something that i want to make sure that We are finding the positive in it because I think with going into ID at Xbox, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: we're going to be talking about this. But Edward Varnell brought up a really good question for the Mm -hmm. for the chat. And he said the idea Xbox didn't get coverage or views this week. Uh, What happened? What were they trying to do? And I wanted to ask you because you're the indie guy between Mm us. You love your indies. I'm, I'm much more mainstream. I'll admit it. But what did you find out of the ID Xbox showcase that that was fun for you?
1: Man, so that was a tough one because I am the ID at Xbox guy. I I enjoy as much as I love our AAA interviews and stuff. Like I love doing the indies because they have a very different story to tell. And this past week we talked to to Road ninety six Miles Zeroes Yon Finis. Like that was that's an interview that didn't get a lot of publicity. Not a lot of people have, have even checked it out but it really was uplifting. I found the fun in getting to publish that and knowing that a few people really enjoyed it. And then, and by the way, uh, road 96 proper Phil Spencer tweeted about that game. When it first came out, that really bumped that game up game pass supported road 96. So for mile zero as expecting more eyes on it, it didn't. And so I was kind of bummed about that part because I am the find the fun guy, but I really enjoyed that game. Not expecting to, I haven't finished it yet. Um, And then to see this ID at Xbox showcase at first, I was really uplifted. Like, yes, we're doing another showcase. And then very confused because to Edward's point, this is a very under-promoted event. Um, I do not understand ID at Xbox in some ways because they do a fantastic job at bringing developers in. They have the uh, ID at Xbox acceleration program they announced, I think, two weeks ago at GDC uh, yeah. which I loved. Sarah Bond talked about that. They do a lot of things for developers, but on the consumer side, not a lot of uh, consumers or gamers know what ID at Xbox is, what it stands for, independent developers at Xbox. Um, they don't know like what the purpose of ID at Xbox is. And then they have an ID at Xbox showcase that almost no one knows about. It's exclusively on Twitch. The VOD is over on Twitch. I was confused because this has a, this is an opportunity for Xbox to do something like an Indie Direct that Nintendo does very well. Okay, like, hey, it's a Nintendo Direct. It's yeah. focused on Indies. Let's rock. Hey, it's a state of play. We're focused on smaller titles. Let's rock. Um, Xbox could have done the same thing, but they didn't. It's just a Twitch thing. And if you go onto YouTube and you type in ID Xbox Showcase, the, the most prominent results are things from uh, several months to two years ago, not the thing you can't get the VOD like the VOD is strictly to YouTube
0: can can I can I call out real quick because I did do this Um, okay I searched ID at Xbox on Twitter or on uh, YouTube Mm -hmm. I did get a trailer for one of the games that was actually announced at ID at Xbox but you're not wrong like you can find the trailers but unless you know what the actual games are there's no Mm -hmm. way to understand like if those are going to be associated with the most recent one. So for those that might be trying to fact check us on there, I did do did do a little bit of diving to try and see if like that was a thing.
1: I'm, gl- I'm, I'm glad you did because when I did something like they weren't prominent, uh, so maybe that's an algorithm thing, but I did find when I clicked on one of those trailers, it took me to a playlist called the ID at Xbox Twitch Showcase Monthly. Yeah. Like, is there a monthly Twitch showcase? And I as a indie fan and xbox content creator don't know about i'm not informed about i do interviews all the time with indie devs um i have like three in the bag right now for for the next few weeks and they've never mentioned this i've never heard about this being a thing is this a monthly thing like it doesn't matter if it is or isn't although i do see you looking up which i appreciate but my bigger thing is why is it not more commonly understood because yeah i don't know who knows about it and it sucks because we want to promote indie te- indie teams as much as we do AAA. I
0: remember one of our conversations in one of the past episodes. I don't know. I don't remember what the number was, and it, it was a little too hard to to kind of look up. But I remember we talked about the the naming for ID at Xbox and whether mm-hmm. or not that was clear enough to really determine if people understood like what was going on. Like, should they call it something more like the Indie Showcase? In mm-hmm. that way, it's it's less of less of like ID at Xbox kind of thing and you're i'm if i remember correctly i didn't i didn't agree that it necessarily was unclear but the more and more we look at this i'm starting to think that yeah maybe they need to do a little bit of a marketing rebrand on this to kind of call out that these are independent games like the independent xbox or the indie showcase uh for xbox or something like that that makes it a little more clear Mm -hmm. because if you if you put out a post on april 5th uh And this is the, in case you, you missed it post, like (laughs) in in the first line says, we did a thing. And then in parentheses, it says again, and it's like reminding people that, (laughs) that that they did this. It's like, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be like a a thing that you have to call out as like, Hey, we did another one of these. It should be one of those, like, Mm -hmm. you're looking forward to this. This should be one of those things that's on the same level as the new games that get announced for Game Pass.
1: And I think what's such a bummer is the work that Chris Charla and his team do is fantastic. They do so hmm. many great things and they bring so many great games to the platform that it deserves attention. It deserves praise. And it should be indie developers vying to get into this monthly showcase the same way they'd buy to get onto Game Pass. Yeah, But it doesn't happen that way. And to me, that's a bummer. I, I just, I want better for uh, for that the, team.
0: The thing though, I, like we're saying it's a bummer, but at the same time, they did actually get a showcase. They were actually on here in, and it was something that was produced. So this is still a step above than what I see um, Sony doing. This is still a step above what I think Nintendo does with their Nindies because their Nindies is typically just in like September. Like I don't... They might have another one more recent, but I can't think of the most recent one uh, that they did outside of the one ones that they do in September. So, even if this is like a bi monthly uh, thing, if they, if they can't quite stick to the monthly schedule, that's still a lot more showcases that they put out for indie games than the other console manufacturers and. I'm, I'm telling you man like Nintendo is the home for nin- for indie games like if you want an indie game they're they're pretty close to steam level as far as games go there's not too many too many consoles out there that that really put out a lot of indies now you can get a lot on Xbox I'm not trying to say that but if you want an indie game like Nintendo will put anything on on their console at this point they don't care what the rating is they don't care what the type of game it is it'll be shovelware and they'll have it on there you can buy it for a buck if you really want to xbox is catering a lot more to gamers who want quality content with these indie showcases and i think that that stands out a lot more in my mind but they they most definitely need to try and figure out like how to brand these a little bit better because I don't know that Twitch is the right place for them, and I don't know that they are getting the attention they deserve. Um, but that that remains to be seen because I don't know how good these games are either.
1: I'm looking up or trying to look up how many people have watched the showcase, and it says over oh, oh, to- on Twitch. hmm And I uh, think gotcha. it's—I can't tell if it's the, the overall sh- channel or but like 229,000, r- roughly. Which that's pretty good is pretty good, right? So, yeah. like, am I eating my words here? Because to me it would be better if it was curated on on uh I don't know, curated on YouTube, YouTube or whatnot. Yeah. It should so be co streamed. Yeah, that's what I think too. So if I look at the ID Xbox showcase, it's very strange for it to have two hundred and twenty nine thousand, but then the Minecraft community play day is two hundred and ten thousand, but then the rest of it is like hundreds. So I'm not sure where we stand as far as ID at Xbox's stuff here. Uh, But to me, like two hundred and thirty thousand roughly pretty darn great. So maybe I eat my words and I'm just wrong, but I still don't think modern consumers know. Nonetheless, I mean, I do want to give a shout out to the games that were in it. I see you researching, so I'm going to vamp for just a moment. Oh, no, I'm
0: just looking up the schedule Friday at Xbox because they've they've streamed a lot, but I'm looking at these videos and they're they're not they they aren't getting a whole lot of views. and I don't think that they're getting as many views as they probably would if it were gameplay if it were taken over to uh Xbox's websites. like I, I right. think that's but I mean, at the same time, it's like you know, these could be good games that could be bad games it It may not be worth it for them to try and flood their their channel their xbox channel with mm-hmm. uh with all of these game trailers and stuff like that i don't know
1: true true well nonetheless uh i want to talk about i just want to mention the games that were in the showcase if anyone has any interest i did look through all the trailers none of them spoke to me in this case uh which was interesting save, save for the last case of benedict fox which i'm slowly oh, coming around yeah. on uh That's gonna be a banger everybody that says is, that and i think i'm is, just. Yeah I think I'm just in the minority. I think I just it's going to click with me once I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So. No,
0: that that is that is most definitely going to be a very unique game. It's not going to be for everyone, that's for sure, but it'll definitely be one of those ones that I think everyone's going to be like, "Oh yeah, you know what? That is it's going to be what I think when when people talk about what remains of Edith Finch, I think it's going to be on that level. Like I think it's going to be great little uh, a great little story a great little game they've done a fantastic job polishing it and stuff but it will always kind of sit in that kind of double a Mm -hmm. area you know it's like just just below hi-fi rush but definitely above something like i don't know like a axiom verge or something you know it's like it's it's good but it's a little bit better than most but it's just not quite up into that that high high range
1: gotcha makes sense well, the games that were there, uh, Cassette Beasts, Closer Closer, Closer the Distance, Coffee Talk Episode 2, Hibiscus and Butterfly, The Explorator, Homestead Arcana, Cabaret, The Carters 2 Turbocharged, The Last Case of Benedict Fox, Omega Strikers, and Vampire Survivors Tides of Foscari, uh, which is DLC. And so, cool that is that is great that
0: vampire survivors is moving forward man they've done such a good job but that's such a fun game i i was pushing against it for a long time but you know which it's one had one. me um for a while until i finally saw the enemies was the explorator like looking yeah. at the trailer for that and like looking at the worlds i was like oh dang they mm-hmm. this this could be really good there were a couple games that were kind of like this that i was like oh this this could be a really fun game this could be really good and then i saw like the 2d animated enemies and i was like oh not for you oh this is this is not nearly as it's funny but it's not as it's not what i was thinking it was going to be and i was like oh that kind of disappoints me this this falls into the uh nickelodeon category for me
1: i think it's just a matter of target audience because probably all of these games look like they are quality for their genre i have no interest in playing coffee talk or uh, some of the more like t- tech-based games, yeah. Um, but I know there's a big market for them, and people really enjoy them. And so we talk about finding fun, like rock on, enjoy yourselves. Uh, let me know if you listen to this show and also enjoy those games. I think Ellery, uh, they said they play games like this as well. I'm not, maybe I'm misremembering that, but awesome. Yeah, I just don't know that they're for me or for like the podcasting audience traditionally. If that makes sense, um, but nonetheless, I'm glad there was a showcase. Maybe I'm just wrong about the spotlight because we do see 229,000 people. I just feel like nobody knew about it. At least nobody in the content it's, creation space and such. Well,
0: I think it's it's like there. It's one of those things that's like I'm constantly pushing for IGN to have more coverage of Sea of Thieves. The numbers don't really maybe show like what Sea of Thieves is is really worth to them but i know it's worth so it's like a chicken and the egg problem right like maybe because people don't talk about the id and xbox stuff nearly as much that it doesn't start to draw attention to a lot of the stuff like there's games as a service that have updates coming out all the time that people don't always talk about like no man's sky just had a huge update for them as well too um disney dreamlight valley just got another huge update as well too but i don't i don't hear people talk about those on the regular basis because they're already launched games so Maybe ID at Xbox is one of those situations where it's like because it's indie games, it's not mainstream enough to warrant the time versus, you know, like us kind of having like our own special indie podcast that talks about nothing but indies kind of thing.
1: Right. Uh, that makes a good point as well. And I wonder if uh, like six one indie is is not the place for that. They did a good showcase not too long ago. Yeah. Um, so, you know. All right, uh, let's move in real quick. I want to talk. Uh, I'm going to jump down uh, a little bit on our notes. Joseph Staten's leaving Microsoft. This is uh, a be an article from Rebecca Valentine at IGN. She was first to report that Joseph Staten, uh, head of creative on Halo Infinite, cinematic director for the first three Halo games, is leaving Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft said, "quote We're grateful for Joseph's contributions to the Halo franchise and Xbox as a whole. Uh, we wish him all the best in his new adventure." And then Staten also made a comment himself, saying, "quote." Hey folks, I am indeed leaving Microsoft. I'll have more info to share soon, but for now, I'd just like to thank all of my Xbox colleagues for their understanding and support as I embark on this new adventure. And quote. Uh, guys, if you're unfamiliar with Joseph Staten, uh, he's one of the best known names in the Halo franchise. He was the Cinematic Director on Combat Evolved, Halo 2 and 3, uh, served as lead writer for, for Destiny 1 while at Bungie. Uh, big name. He's also helped ship several games that were struggling including Halo Infinite, including Crackdown 3. I believe he assisted also on Flight Sim, but I'm not 100%. But uh, they've often brought him in as a closer to kind of get a project that was struggling over the finish line. Uh, I don't know what this means, if it means anything. Yeah, you had a good take last night as far as, like, story DLC for Halo. Do you need one Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, Joseph Staten leaving, he's a writer, like you pointed out um, when we were talking last night. And I I don't necessarily think that... I think people put him up on a pedestal maybe a little too much. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't see how... Blasphemy? Blasphemy? You can call it blasphemy all you want. That's fine. I don't think... I don't have the reverence for Joseph Staten that so many people do. But that's because he's a human being and he can only do so much. Um, I think that... And, and this is kind of the thing is just like i don't i don't see why he would need to be there because everything that he does he seems to come in at the end of a, a end of a project and take credit and like, i don't know how much he, he didn't start that way no he didn't start that way and okay. and i mean it, it you know he has the pedigree of, of shipping games but you know going back and watching some of like the halo 2 documentary and stuff it doesn't really show like he's a very like it just shows them being The way they were back during that time and that's like how all studios were so i didn't really see anything like exemplary from the the stuff that i saw so i've never worked with him i've never met him i've never talked to him so i don't have a basis for who he is or how he works i've Um, met him for the record okay
1: (laughs) i have met him (laughs) okay
0: so to me him coming in at the end of a at the end of a project to quote unquote close it um, Mm -hmm. really just shows to me that that is a person who knows how to tell people to cut things and get get something done and to stop like meandering on projects and stuff like that's that's what that says to me and any director could probably do that any director knows how to cut their film so that they can get it below a certain watch time right uh so when zach snyder my
1: boy (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't cut anything (laughs) yeah
0: uh whereas like kevin smith he'll go in and he will trim out like seconds because it it will make the show time just a little bit shorter Mm -hmm. um but the thing with this is is Joseph Staten was called in to work on Halo uh, Infinite at the end, and they delayed it a year to try and get this thing past the finish line. And to be honest, like that is such a it's such a, a kick in the face, it's such a punch in the face to the people who had been there for so long and working on this game for so long that I genuinely it's it's one of those things where I'm like, I would be insulted if if someone like came in. And there was an old guy that came, or not an old guy, but if there was a person who has had reverence, um, who who's shipped a lot of the past titles, and they came in at the zero hour, and they were like, I, I mean, I don't really see like people like jumping out of their che- chair and cheering and being like, finally, our savior, he's here. He's going to save the game. I see that more like, oh, so you think we're not good enough? You don't trust us to be able to get this done on our own. Thanks. That's how com- I
1: sorry Rod Ferguson did this with gears uh they brought Rod in to help ship gears when it was struggling like sometimes you need this sometimes you need that and that's I don't think a bad thing I I'm I don't take it the way you're taking it all I feel like you're vilifying the role that is needed in a lot of games and if one thing's proven is that Microsoft proper has struggled to get games out the door and they've needed someone to come in and he has gotten that job done. Yeah.
0: And maybe that's because I'm empathizing with the, the, the people that are currently working on the project. Like I, I would feel I would personally be insulted if I was told if I was having trouble with something, unless I actually like went out onto media and said, hey, guys, we've been having some trouble getting Halo where we want it. So here's what we're going to do. Uh, we've asked for help with joseph Staten. instead of being like a, just a news blast coming out saying oh joseph Staten's going to be working on halo infinite now it's like what well, was that what the team wanted because we don't know and i don't know we'll ever but that's kind of the, take on the level of
1: leadership probably if you're a top level guy i've cut you off twice and i'm sorry no you're good i apologize no it's, just, I, it's all right depends on the top level or like where you're at like if you're top yeah. level on the level of where where state would have been you're not getting the job done you're not doing it proper in a business you don't yeah. deserve like you deserve to be offended you should be offended but if you're the animator the artist and you're working on something and we we know that there were pipeline problems to me that's not offensive but how maybe we're shooting
0: but how anim- much like how much influence is joseph staten gonna have on those animators like Is he going to go over and be like, all right, make sure you're grabbing those notes and you're changing those keyframes so that Chief's butt turns just slightly enough into frame to really capitalize on the curvatures? Like, is it's not going to be that granular for them. So why would they care?
1: I don't don't know enough to tell you you're wrong or right on this one. But I do think it's strange to be so dismissive of someone with the pedigree and track record because i don't
0: i don't think that and it's and it's the same reason why people don't don't like it's the same reason why people uh put like um oh i just uh, todd, howard? todd howard todd howard on a pe- on a pedestal it's why they you put mean god howard we, yeah, we like xbox exactly. here so <laughs> people are people you know it's it's god. the same reason why people do that to like phil spencer Corey barlog neil Druckmann. Mm. like there are those like uh, hideo kojima like there are people they're just people they're smart people and they know how to rally people behind them but that is it they're just good leaders um i don't necessarily think that they are the savior that people make them out to be uh there's some people that i think are a little bit smarter than others when it comes to this stuff but i haven't seen like you you brought in you brought up like crackdown 3 and halo infinite as the examples where joseph Staten came in to close the game that's all he did in my opinion, because I don't think that Crackdown 3 was as big of a game as they wanted it to be. No, Terry at um, yeah, And at Halo all. Infinite had a lot of issues with um, with, with, with the, the first, the, a lot of issues. I don't need to sure. get into it. Sure. We've, we've tried that over. But him leaving, to me, says that he did what he was asked to do, and now he's going to go work on something that he wants. There's nothing creative with Halo Infinite that's being worked on right now, so why would he need to be there?
1: In that, I agree. I think we both agree with, with, on, that, yeah. on that front. Um, but this is a topic that I would love to hear from listeners on because I agree that sometimes we over-evangelize people, but I think it's too dismissive to say, like, what did he do? Um, so, let us know, listeners. Uh, capped underscore Logan over on Twitter for Logan uh, and at Insipid Ghost for me over on Twitter. And then comment section on YouTube. That's underutilized. utilized. Bring, bring some comments there. We would love to yeah. read and hear your thoughts. And- we love reading those. So. I want to be
0: 100% clear on this. I don't have proof of what he did or didn't do. I don't think anyone does that is, that is able to talk on it. But that's where I'm coming from is I don't know what a man can do in a year to turn a game around from not being able to launch to being able to launch. Because I think a lot of people worked hard to try and like close that game. I don't think one person came in and saved Halo Infinite.
1: Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Moving on. We you talked about Master Chief's curvy butt. And that made me think <laughs> about the Halo show, uh, which leads me to your discussion of the Mario movie being a hit. Uh, and I would love for you to elaborate on how this relates to Xbox uh, yeah. and why we should be chatting about it. Well, OK, so first off,
0: the Mario movie's out. I haven't gotten to go see it. I don't think you've gotten to go see it yet either. No, I have not seen it yet. OK. No. All right. So we haven't seen it. I've, I've had to mute IGN on Twitter because they just keep posting spoilers, which is really frustrating because it's within the first week and I haven't even gotten a chance. It's not, it was before the first weekend where most people go to see it. Plus it's also Easter weekend for a lot of people. So they probably aren't going to get to go see it or they are specifically going to go see it on the weekend. So thanks IGN. I appreciate that guys. I love you, but really, Uh, but The reason why I wanted to bring up is because we're starting to see the numbers and they released on a Tuesday, which is really uncharacteristic for a movie, in my opinion, especially a big blockbuster. You typically want to launch on a Friday with like some some Thursday showings. And seeing how much money they've brought in, it's been really impressive to see. Like, first off, Illumination, shout out to you guys for keeping that 90 minute movie thing. I, I went back and did some research on all your movies. Everything is between like 70 to 90 minutes and they all cost around 70 to 90 million per for the budget of that film with the one exception of i think sing 2 i think that was a little bit longer and a little bit bigger but i think sing warranted it uh but man you guys are absolutely killing it this is probably one of the biggest illumination movies ever and nintendo has got a huge hit on them and we just came off of the 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 heels of sony's the last of us show mm-hmm. being a huge hit now granted the pc launch of the last of us part one notwithstanding sony absolutely killed it with the last of us tv show probably one mm-hmm. of the best bits of game cinema out there and so top, when, top level show in general yeah just in general it's it's mm-hmm. a, an amazing show it was really well done the guy the, that that did chernobyl just absolutely destroyed this and and made probably some of the best content i think we've ever seen come out of hbo uh, since like game of thrones the first few seasons at least and xbox is still kind of like sitting here thinking like when's our turn when when are we going to get this right
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that's kind of what i wanted to bring up is, is like what what ip does xbox need to use to get their hit in secondary media to games like with with tv shows or with movies i think sea of thieves is ripe for the the plucking. At this point, I think that it would behoove Xbox to find a studio like the ones that did uh, Arcane and take Sea of Thieves and really run with it, really let them have some fun with that, you know, work with Mike Chapman and the people that are working on it uh, to to actually, you know, Chris Alcock to be able to write that story uh for a tv show and let them run with it the way like i don't know if you ever saw the movie on netflix but there was a movie called sea beast it was pretty recent came out last july and Mm -hmm. it is as close to sea of thieves with a how to train your dragon style as you could possibly get Mm -hmm. with giant sea creatures and i genuinely want to know like when is xbox going to get their media hit
1: I feel like we talk about this every few weeks because we're seeing so many great video game transmedia properties. I mean, the Sonic show was really good. Sonic yeah. movies have been really good. Of course, Mario, uh, Last of Us. Uh, we got news of, what was that, Horizon show. We got news of a Fallout yeah. show. Um, I agree with you that Sea of Thieves is ripe. I don't think that's just your... I do think you have some bias because you host Sea of Thieves and you love Sea of Thieves, but also... So do I. I love some of these and I think it is ripe for storytelling uh, yeah. and and the animation style is uh, suggestive of a really good just viewership style content uh, as well. Um, the Gears show on Netflix, I think, has some Gears has always been a property that I think would translate really well. You could do a horror style movie or film. You could do a oh, animated, like oh. hyper violent, like cyber Alien
0: with gears. Mm-hmm. That would be yeah. amazing.
1: You could do a lot of things with the Gears universe, similar to to how they did Edge Runners, you know, where it's animated and, and whatnot. But I think uh, the the biggest thing, is, like you have Grounded, Grounded is going to be a moneymaker, right? Grounded talk- would be
0: a great TV show.
1: Yeah, we talked about that on Xbox Wrap Up yeah. actually when we did the IP and which why the IP is valuable. I think that's because it it's so broadly appeals to children. Um, so I don't think it's a matter of When will Which IP will it be? I think there's several that are there. Fallout looks like it's a good candidate. I think it's a matter of they've just missed the mark and they've done a bad job with what they've done, which is Halo. Uh, And I don't feel like they've done another one. They just did a bad job with Halo. That show is bad. Uh, I'm the find the fun guy. And I found some fun in it, but not enough. And the
0: the armor, and sorry to cut you off there, but the armor, really, really well done. Absolutely killed it with the set pieces. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Pablo Schreiber genuinely a great actor. Like he was a highlight there. He had bad writing, right? Yeah. But like he wasn't bad. He was bad writing. Uh the woman that plays Halsey, good actor, bad writing. Um yeah. and so there's a lot in there that was like mixed match, mismatched budget and such. So I just think that the show is bad and xbox has plenty of opportunity they just haven't been able to seize on i think there's a lot of organizational problems with microsoft um that is next up for them to fix they fixed a lot of things in the last 10 years a lot of things yeah. from bad hardware to bad policies to bad back and pat to having better hardware to, to bringing in uh content for their subscription services they've really done a lot of turning around but in the realm of film and shows no no. and that shouldn't be their priority at the moment. You know they 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 didn't touch VR. Uh looks like they're not going to touch mobile gaming, which which is our next topic. Smart, you know what I mean? Like focus on what you need to focus on. But if you're going to focus, don't don't put out a a bad TV show next to some that are setting standards because prior to last year, there were still great examples of games to to film.
0: Do you think Joseph Staten... Would like would people be excited if they found out that the next Halo series was going to be more truthful to the source material and that Joseph Staten was actually writing on it?
1: hundred percent however for context they're they've already done written season two and it was the people that it was a d- whole different team team one was fired um it, <laughs> oh. they, they long since fired uh but they've already had a new team working on two and it would not surprise me it would be a good fit actually and yes it would be a great thing if if satan was there uh because he does understand source Bio. he's written novels about halo so what, like, why don't yeah. they Like, if they're going to get Neil Druckmann
0: for The Last of Us, like, why don't you get Joseph Staten to be the writer for the, you know, work on that?
1: It makes sense from the outside looking in. I couldn't give you a good reason. Maybe there is one. Maybe there isn't. Um, From the outside looking in, it's abhorrent how badly the Halo writers tried to depart because they wanted to do something new and fresh. But no, and that's the problem with The Witcher as well. Like, Witcher... Angered and frustrated, a lot of its actors, not just Henry Cavill, but also I forget her name, the woman that plays, um oh my gosh, not Tris, who plays Jennifer. That, that I forget oh, her. I have, n-
0: I'm no but idea who plays Jennifer, but yeah,
1: they constantly push them to do nude scenes and sexual scenes that were not necessarily in the books. There was some of that, but not as much. And so, there's almost pushing, none of that in the
0: in the books. Honestly. That's what I'm saying. Like, like it's
1: all alluded to, but it never grotesque. And so, when you depart so far from source material. Uh, source material shouldn't be a Bible, but if you depart so far from it, you're going to frustrate no, consumers that are there.
0: I have to, I have to jump in. The source material is exactly the Bible. You should be going off of the source material. If you're going to be translating the media in that, in the intent is that when you, when, and, and I think this is kind of like a, a personal preference thing, right? Like people like to see the, the, the detours in, in media, for different projects like they love seeing like you know a different take on it and i think resident evil 4 is a perfect example of the source material being the bible and just tweaking it just barely to give people a fresh a fresh feel for it but it is a hundred percent exactly what it is intended to be dead space it is a hundred percent intended to be the thing that it was which was going based off of the source material which was its bible that was like You got the instruction manual there. You see the recipe. You see why the recipe is so good because everyone loves it. So you go off of the recipe and you don't detour from the recipe because if you do, that's when you're starting to get into the unknown territory that you don't know if people are actually going to resonate with it. And if you're trying to build something to expand the audience through different mediums, you want to give them the same feeling that the people from the source material felt when they first went through that, in my opinion.
1: I mean, it makes sense. Uh, I, I think it's a matter of what, like colloquialism, like do you interpret the Bible to be, you should do it literally or impressionally, but Bible is yes. a bad word. Uh, Bible Bible is a word that I
0: probably shouldn't use for that. Like it should be the, the dictionary
1: maybe. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, the bottom line is they should be, re- we're both agreeing they should respect source material. Am I correct in saying that? Oh, a hundred percent.
0: Yeah, okay. respect the source material, please, because it worked once. It'll work again.
1: Right, exactly. If you're so confident in an IP uh, that you're willing to translate it from game to film or show or anything, then you should be confident enough in that game and that IP and its writing to bring it, like like to, to respect it and use it, uh, not just say, oh, I want to use this as a platform and go. Um, yeah. So that's my, that's my take there. Uh, we referenced a... A new device by Sony, briefly, uh, in terms of like why Xbox isn't on, in a mobile space. Uh, Sony was rev- rumored in the wake of their PSVR2 disappointment, which sucks because it's good tech. Um, see Creator Talk Episode Three, uh, the, to be, to basically have a successor to the Vita, uh, you know, next to the Steam Deck, next to the Logic Cloud g2 uh next to the switch and the oled switch and whatever switch 2 is going to be if that ever uh, shows up bottom line sony might be making a new handheld that is a successor to its vita which i could totally see them doing and i loved my vita um you had a question for me and for our audience about that though
0: yeah, so this was an interesting thing because um, one of the main things that came out from some of these rumors and leaks is that the the codenamed Q Light that is coming out is supposed to be something that is a it's it's kind of like a Wii U effectively like it is the streaming server like you're not going to be playing games natively on this thing you still have to have a PS5 and this is going to be like an eight inch screen on a device um, that will stream your gameplay from your PS5 to this device not unlike a wii u and for all and purposes the concept behind the wii u is exceptional and if it retains the power of the ps5 and just streams that data to you then it's kind of like remote play on your vita or the the ps5 uh, or not the ps5 the ps tv i think is what it was and um what i wanted to talk to you about this was is i i would be excited for this um if it was something for like xbox like if xbox did something like this and the logitech Q offers this but the price point for the the logitech Q is too much for me so i wanted to ask you like where are you with first off xbox getting in the handheld market when you have phones you have the logitech Q, you have stream deck that can play these games natively or streaming
1: mm-hmm.
0: and also where are you with a price point for these because uh, an Xbox Series S is 300 bucks, 200 if you got it on sale at uh, Black Friday last year, right? Looking at the Logitech Q, that is a $300 device for just streaming. Mm-hmm. So, like, Xbox doesn't need to be in the handheld world, but is there is there a universe that you could see yourself wanting that? And then what is your, your price point for that?
1: Uh, so the price point for, for any type of mobile device, no matter what it is to me should be max at two fifty. Two $250 is the max. Um, mm. and I know that sounds strange when you look at the great tech that's in like a steam deck, right? Yeah. Uh, but the question is like, what are you trying to do in the mobile space that you wouldn't do on your TV or that is better suited to be mobile? Uh, or if you don't have the ability space or otherwise for TV. But when I look at, proprietary hardware secondary hardware that's necessary to happen in conjunction to an ecosystem i look at psvr2 which disappointed uh aiming for two million units got two hundred and thirty thousand out that's a massive disappointment that sucks because the tech is good right like the tech is good but they didn't even hit half of what they wanted to do and price point's a huge part of that you have to spend more money on a psvr2 than you would on the console proper so you have a market within its own market which is a negative right you're saying all right we're going to sell games that you have to have special hardware for in conjunction to the hardware standards so you that's a big buy-in you're looking at 1100 to play a vr game if you're starting from scratch um which
0: just to jump in there real quick if you want the kind of quality that the psvr2 has that is on that is market expectation for some of the headsets and the systems that you need out there so it sounds like a lot and it is mm-hmm. for consoles
1: but in the vr space it's not a good clarification to make and and yes like the tech is great the the cost to tech is also great psvr did a lot of good things there but they entered into a market that they didn't need to be into uh that mm-hmm. i don't think gamers are asking for in mass and that's not to say they're not enjoying. That does not say people aren't having fun with. But if people were asking for this in mass, we would see Meta's Oculus. We would see uh, Half-Life Alex blowing away sales. We would see units off shelves. Um, and you can call it finances, pandemic, availability. One reason or another, it's not happening. And so I don't think there's a need for that secondary device in the most popular like PlayStation's bar none, the most popular uh, hardcore gaming space, and then you you go in the casual space and it's Nintendo. And even then, like you see Nintendo's secondary efforts not really get as much love. And I think that's a that's a not a one to one comparison. Yeah. like that's not a one to one. but for PlayStation, which I think is the closest approximation to uh, Xbox, they're not selling and moving units for their secondary device. And so what would Xbox do? On a secondary device that they're not willing to do on non-proprietary devices because they're wanting to get GameStop or GameStop, they're wanting to get Game Pass onto other devices and they're making it available on TVs that are that started with Samsung and is rolling to others. They want to get their streaming service; uh, it's not natively onto Steam Deck, but a lot of their games are Steam Deck verified because they put out games they end date onto PC and money of many of them, most of them get to steam and they are deck verified. Uh, a lot of the game pass stuff plays really well in G2. Uh, and then you look at kind of what they've done with backbone and razor Kishi. And like there's a razor Kishi with an Xbox button on it. Xbox's goal is not to create hardware. Xbox's goal is to get you into their ecosystem. And so creating a proprietary device would de-incentivize these hardware makers from partnering and wanting to feature game pass when really what they just want is to put stuff on there and we've already seen examples of why they shouldn't go into the hardware market so that's my counterpoint so i
0: i see where you're coming from i think what xbox does and and, and to be clear to kind of touch on a couple things first off i think playstation vr2 is a loss leader for some playstation i think they're trying to drive that uh market by offering good quality first first party ip for for hardware that is is very accessibility dependent you have to be able to have vision you have to be able to not worry about motion sickness and you have to be able to have uh, most functionality of your body so first off you have to be very access uh, accessibly enabled to be able to even access PSVR2 which is i think an inherent issue with VR in general um but they're willing to be a loss leader on that they're willing to lose money knowing that that is a market that they have to grow and nurture if that market is to survive that's why i think them making a handheld is kind of the like scoop up the the cash because they know people aren't going to buy or have access to buy multiple PS5s so selling a smaller handheld um, is kind of their way of scooping up the smaller market of people who may have a PS5 but don't always get to access it on uh, their main TV that they get to do it. They could they could kind of have it through the smaller device or if they happen to be abroad and with good internet, um, they can remote play in and have a dedicated device like that. Mm-hmm. I think what Xbox does, and you see this, and I'm trying to look up the, the name of the company that makes that screen for the Series S. Do you remember what that company's name is?
1: I don't, but I know the device you're talking about, and it looks cool um upspec upspec is the company
0: that makes that um portable screen that you attach to the back of a series s which is fantastic because the series s is a really small device already and it powers off of your xbox you just need the one one cable and you fold up your xbox series s and you've got a full console with a screen portably and that to me screams what the switch was uh, before we had the switch, because we've had screens for like we've had screens for uh, Playstations, we've had screens for cubes we've had screens screens that that attach portably to consoles for a very long time, dating well back into the 90s. Um, so it's clear that people want to have a native experience, and I think that what Xbox could do is have a native experience with something like a Steam Deck that is their uh their version of a handheld now i think they've got a really good relationship with uh steam which is why they don't with valve which is why they don't necessarily need to do this but it's clear looking at the market people want to take native gameplay experiences with them on the go through xbox and the series s being something that only costs 300 and having a screen that is is it's definitely not like inexpensive the up spec i think is like two hundred dollars i'm trying to find out right now but uh yeah it's two hundred dollars on sale typically um to to be able to add on to that and i think if you could get a three hundred dollar handheld device from xbox that is it is a native playing device that plays stuff the way that the series s does you could make a like xbox could really capitalize on that market but why because the needs out there because is it? people are yeah, because people are buying uh, uh, up spec gaming screens, because people are uh, buying Razer Kishis, because people are buying Leg- Logitech Gs, because they are buying Steam Text, because they want that device. There's a reason why the Switch is so popular, and it's because that there is a market for that. Xbox is just not making the hardware for that, and they could if they really wanted to, and gain all of the benefits of of that kind of market like every every up spec that is uh or x screen that is sold for an xbox series x is money that they are losing out on
1: i counter that and say every up spec that is sold is money people have spent to play their xboxes
0: but we don't know if that's something did they buy did they buy the xbox series s just for the screen or did they have an xbox series s and they wanted to take it portably
1: but they're not. That's not portable. And that's not a one-to-one portable comparison. Okay. Like, that's that's okay. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna plug it up and play it somewhere else. But like, not. I'm gonna go and play it handheld. Not. I'm gonna play it on my train. Not. Not. I'm gonna play it on the bus. Not. I'm gonna play it on the car trip. That's I not the same thing.
0: I see it mostly played at airports. Most of the people I've ever seen playing it are sitting. At, and I think even no no that was something else no he was playing on a laptop but um most of the time i've seen this is is when people are playing it like at at hotels or at uh on on, on planes um like there's one from march 16th or march 26th uh someone leaving to go to game or ex, uh, pax east and they're playing it on, on the airport on their tray with the series s and the screen
1: you could do that, that with a controller and a tablet though that's what i don't understand
0: <laughs> like, but people don't people don't want that stream service they want the native play
1: what games are people playing natively that d- wouldn't trans like i just don't see the
0: uh persona 5 is on here someone's playing resident evil 4 that one doesn't have one someone's got halo infinite up uh cog was playing one on march 22nd midnight suns he, he could have been playing that anywhere else on a steam deck probably. And he's got his, he's got his series S and his screen on there.
1: I mean, I appreciate the example, but I just, I don't think the need is there. I That's just, fair.
0: I, I, I disagree. I, I think that the need is there for a handheld. I think that, so I think that Sony making a handheld that is not, that is not native is what's going to hurt their system. I think the fact that the switch does play it natively is what everyone loves about the switch um because it is just like you pick it up out of the dock and you've got it right there you put it in the dock and it's back um i think having a native gameplay experience on the series s with the screen is what people really love about that
1: let us know guys let us know this is is the second one i think logan and i are are bumping heads on so (laughs) let us know in the comments because i'm curious like i if i'm wrong i want to know um I just don't know that there's a need for it. And Logan brings up good examples for why there would be. So uh, I would love to
0: hear from Cog why he why he went with a Series S to play Midnight Suns over using like a Steam Deck or something. Sure. Yeah, that's a good point. Why wouldn't why wouldn't he use a tablet with a controller?
1: Yep. So listeners, uh, tweet at cog, make sure you clip the show, uh, spotlight XEP when you do it, you know, it's really important that we get that. (laughs) It's okay. Just, just throwing that out there.
0: I'm going to DM him today. I don't
1: know what you're talking about. I want the publicity. (laughs) It's cool. 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 Uh, let's see some smaller stuff here. Uh, there's a new Xbox wireless controller, a remix special edition that's made from partly reclaimed CDs, water jugs. Uh, essentially, uh, it's (laughs) old Xbox one controllers. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, essentially it's a it's a recycled controller many of the parts are recycled units which is fine I would expect and hope that would happen anyway this is a $85 uh, remix controller coming out on April 18th for Earth Day it's cool Xbox has a lot with controllers I don't know that I would uh, snag this one over an Elite 2 core uh, but I do appreciate as you highlighted uh, there's an Xbox rechargeable battery pack they let you play without disposable batteries. Uh, it gives you a full charge of four hours and up to 30 hours of battery life per charge. Oh, it takes four hours to charge, gives you 30 hours of battery life per charge. That is 408 times the amount that you get on a DualSense. That's pretty cool. Yeah, um. <laughs> Good math there, too. Luke, Thanks. do you get?
0: Do you use rechargeable batteries or do you use disposable batteries?
1: Uh, I'm on an Elite. I use Elites, so okay. only so rechargeables. rechargeables. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, which is good but also it's lithium ions you have to yeah which i saw that
0: there's like a salt alternative that people are working on there's like a new salt battery that is going to to overtake lithium ion apparently um i didn't research it i just heard it it's a headline don't take it for for you know anything no it's Uh, facts everyone (laughs) take it with a grain of salt uh i i like this because um Xbox this whole year has actually been putting out some really fascinating changes to the, the hardware to try and optimize the en- energy efficiency. I don't know if you've ever turned any of those on, uh, but I think that they're great ways to kind of save energy. Every month I get a, another email from my uh, energy people saying like, hey, you're trending higher than you normally are. And I'm like, yeah, I know because I work from home. Uh, but... I love that they that they're doing this they're trying to go carbon neutral by 2025 they're trying to go carbon negative by 2050 um so i i love that they're doing this it's a it's an earth day thing i think I, i i like the idea of them putting this out there because it is it is doing what companies should be doing which is being conscientious of their carbon footprint uh especially in a world where our our whole world is is based off of a finite amount of resources and we keep finding ways to to really mess with that, so I'm glad that they decided to to do this i I can't wait to see like how far they push this like how far will an xbox console how how long before we get an Xbox console that's made from hundred percent recycled materials like when when is that going to hit?
1: It's a good question, and it flies in the face of your dm where you said you wanted to destroy the earth, you were really against Captain Planet. I was an evil twin. Uh, oh, I,
0: gotcha.
1: I don't know. Uh,
0: my account got hacked. Uh, my mm-hmm. cat fell on the keyboard. Um, really don't know where that came from. Uh, oh, got it. Ig- ignore those links. Gotcha.
1: <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, some smaller stuff here. Uh, Resident Evil four has crossed 4 million units sold, which is amazing. Resident mm-hmm. Evil four is a game that oh I God. absolutely love. Uh, it's the, let's see, it launched on March 23rd and it's April 8th. And it's already hit over 4 million. Fantastic. Uh, let's see. This is up from 3 million, which was two days after launch. So an additional million. Mercenaries, mercenary mode, which is essentially its horde mode, uh, came out on the 7th of April. So that's really cool. And if you guys missed our impressions on it, uh, that's last week's episode. I loved Resident Evil 4. I think it's fantastic. And I finished it. I got a B, 16 in change, sixteen hours and change. I got a B. Nice. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. I will go back and play it again once we get through everything that's coming out. Like, like, let's see, probably in July I'll have time because we've got what is it? Dead Island, Minecraft Legends, Ghostwire Tokyo, Jedi Survivor, yeah. Redfall. I mean, it's just game, 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 game. Tears of the Kingdom, I don't know. Horizon DLC. Unfamiliar with both of those. Um, <laughs> <laughs> tears of the kingdom i could not be less excited for that's Get how much nintendo has hurt me oh my god uh, i had 150 plus hours in breath of the wild what did they Loved hurt it. you with why did they hurt you
0: what are they what,
1: yeah. like like bad, business, bad. Pra- bad business practices well, bad at game preservation uh their hardware is severely out of date um they refuse to update it they refuse to to respect customers they spit I mean, in my face actually can't refute that Uh, they, 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 they walk into my room when I'm not looking and they spit in my mouth. Um, I mean, I can't like that. I I wish I hadn't made that analogy. I was trying to make that funny. I (laughs) can't,
0: uh, you know what it reminds me of is the drag me from hell where the, the lady is like puking all of the bugs into the girl's mouth. Like that that whole scene. All
1: right. (laughs) Uh,
0: Drag me to hell. Don't watch it. Um, that's one I should have talked to miles about. Sorry, separate note, weird tangent. Um yeah, I, I can't refute you on those, honestly, but Tears of the Kingdom, I think Yeah, that's just one of those ones where I just I, I Zelda's too much on my blood. I'm gonna be playing that. I can't yes. wait till the end of the month when I get my OLED. It's stupid. I, I know. It's it's stupid, but I can't wait.
1: Well it's not stupid if it makes you happy. You, if you're finding the fun, it's just I can't get excited <laughs> for it. I can I, have
0: stupid fun. It's okay.
1: <laughs> absolutely, if you got the money and time, rock on and enjoy it. Um, no, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't see buying an OLED. Like I have a uh, a switch, but I would hook it up to my OLED TV to play it. I wouldn't play it. See, that's Marvel. the
0: thing for me is is I have the nice OLED TV and I do play on there from time to time, but th- like. Knowing that I can, and, and this kind of goes back to the reason why I would love to have like an Xbox handheld thing instead of having to use my phone or a stupid, I don't have a tablet, um, is there's so many times where I like just chilling on the couch and my wife will be watching a YouTube thing on like, you know, someone walking around to Disney Park or something like that, or she'll be watching one of her shows and having the ability to just kind of like pop it up out of the dock and sit down and be on the couch and still be present and still be doing my own thing. I actually really like that. That's that's one of the things I like about it. And and if Xbox were to do that, I would probably buy one of those handhelds because the the way the ecosystem's set up, it is so perfectly set up so that you can go from device, 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 device and immediately access the game that you want, be able to get your save data immediately, pick up where you left off. Like it's all there. And it's like it's just it's it's so easy. It's it's almost insulting that they aren't going for that because they are trying to rely so heavily on so many other devices but that's kind of why i want that oled is because if i want to play it i want to play it with one a fresh battery my my battery's old i'm going to be i'm going to be spending a lot of time on tears of the kingdom when it comes out i'm going to burn through that battery and two i just want to have like a bigger screen that's a little better quality you know i'm 40 my eyesight is, is constantly getting worse thanks to PSVR 2. You can quote me on that so that when the lawyers come later, I'll, I'll have this. Uh, but I want to have like that, that the best experience I can, the way I had it when the first game came out. Logan. That's, ki- that's kind of where I'm
1: going. Sorry, I didn't mean to leave you on a non-sequitur there. but No, it was good. It was. <laughs> I enjoyed it. You don't need to segue everything. I, uh, I appreciate <sighs> yes, you. Yes, I great. do. It's, it's an unfair pressure you put on yourself. I enjoy the, I the kicker though. Uh, some so some other smaller stories here: uh, Loop Hero, Iron Brigade, Ghostwire Tokyo, NHL twenty three, and Minecraft Legends are all in our next Game Pass update. That's pretty darn cool when you think about it. People are loving Loop Hero, have Iron Brigade. The- no, I'm not. i have not. I've been playing the other thing that we're playing. I suck at it, but I
0: love it. Do you? I-, I love. Yeah, talk it. about it, please. Dude, Loop Hero is one of those dumb games that people say, people tell you, Loop Hero is a game that you can just ignore. You can't ignore that game. If you ignore that game, you're gonna you're gonna miss out. I haven't figured out like the whole game, but I've had it on my Steam. So when I do podcasting, I usually listen back to the audio because I just do audio for a lot of it. Um, but Loop Hero is one of those games that I can have that I don't need sound on, that I can just watch. And all you do is you just build a little race car track or you have a little race car track for your little your little hero and he does a little clockwise circle and you get these cards and the cards just they're they're like um it's kind of like a dungeon master throwing the dice and dropping an enemy on your hero that he was not expecting and watching him have to do battle with it and if your guy survives then awesome you get the you get the the loot and stuff for that mm-hmm. and there was a game that came out back in the 90s that's that's essentially loop hero but with Bars, You know, like you remember the old bars that would fill up every time we see it now whenever we like download a game. But every time you had to open up a program or something or every time you had to do something back in the 90s, you would get this little progress bar. And that's what this game is. It is a progress bar that fills up. And all you're doing is watching the enemies come at your guy. You use different classes to determine like what your play style is. Like I usually go warrior and I usually go with a, a ton of vampirism for life steal and a ton of uh, uh, like just crit to try and, and kill enemies as quickly as possible. Um, and it's just one of those games that you can just sit there and chill with and you can ignore it if you want. You're not going to optimize it, but you can you can literally just let it play in the background and whenever you get to the point where you feel like you're going to die you can you can tell your little guy hey don't do the next loop let's end it here and then Mm -hmm. you're good until you you start to kind of build up your stats and your gear and you get the right load out for taking on like the the boss for that level and then you move Mm -hmm. up to the next level and stuff but that's a good one i don't think people should sleep on that and it's going to take a little bit of learning curve to to get the the gist of what's going on but very in-depth game for how simplistic the loop is kind of like how vampire
1: survivors is Mm -hmm. that's one to check out then because i was not gonna i didn't even plan to like look at it so i'm glad to hear that uh you're liking it and that there is that draw to it because yeah uh, i saw it and i was like man it's a great way to start off a good month of game pass you know
0: it is it really is and i'm looking forward to ghostwire tokyo too because i think that that's one that I've, I've wanted to check out but i wasn't going to get it on playstation knowing that eventually it probably would make its way to game pass so i'm glad to see that that's finally coming in um i never got into iron brigade, brigade either and uh and, and i don't know if you play hockey or not but i don't i don't play hockey i'll watch hockey but i won't play hockey
1: uh well, for as far as Iron Brigade, great game on the 360. Glad that it's coming to Game Pass because people should check it out. I think that's a Double Fine oh, joint as well. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's like okay. an old school Double Fine one. Um, Ghostwire Tokyo, I'm also really excited about that. That always looked like a game I would enjoy, but I wasn't going to snag it on PlayStation just because I had other stuff to play. Yeah. Um, and now that it's on Game Pass, like I don't know when I'll get time to play it ahead of Jedi and Redfall and stuff, but I'm very glad that it's here and I'm going to play it at some point. Yeah, Um, if I can finish one of these games for for coverage and then uh, get into it, I will because that looks like a Luke game for sure. Um, And then
0: it's a good one for people that aren't going to be able to buy anything this month.
1: Yeah. That's a good point. That's a great way to put it. Um, Yeah. If you're financially strapped at your game pass, then you are crushing it with, with this month. And as far as NHL, like last month you got MLB uh, the show 23 this month, you're getting NHL 23. Like I'm really glad to see that uh, sports games are getting love and they always have on, on game pass, not always, but like a lot recently that's deserved, right? They did Madden for the the super bowl NHL is there. FIFA shows up like that's cool. So, and then Minecraft didn't, legends, um, so it was a good month.
0: Didn't PGA just recently come out too.
1: Is that on? It, I don't think it's on game pass, but it did oh, just okay. come out this past week or so. Um, I know Ains is playing that for review. <laughs> He's such an old man. Uh it's mm-hmm. great. He is. He is. Uh, there's an, X, an Xbox spring sale is going on now through the 20th of April. Always good stuff in there. I saw dead space was on uh sale i think if you're interested in forza rally that stuff's on sale um a lot of really good things the problem with now with these sales is like i've picked up over the last few years everything i've wanted so i'm kind of like caught up there's nothing old that i haven't played that i want to own
0: there there is stuff that that's come out that this is kind of like the first time we're seeing it get deals on. So, like, if you're if you're into Destiny and you've been holding off on Lightfall, um, that's on sale. Like, same thing with uh, what was it, the Diablo or no, um, not Diablo, Dead Space, uh, Dead Space, uh, mm-hmm. Call of Duty's now on sale. So there's a little bit of a deal there as well too. So if there if you're the type that doesn't buy stuff like right off the bat and you've been kind of holding off on that kind of stuff, like there's there's now's a good time to jump in to get the the most or the not the best deal but the best deal that Nobody. you can get this close to launch
1: yeah save some money enjoy yourself that's a good one um quantum break is leaving or er, is leaving game pass but is planning to come back remedy already addressed and said it's due to licensing they're working to get it back that makes sense there was a show tied to it there's licensed music um I really like quantum break, but I also like don't live by it. I was surprised by so many people getting like upset that it was leaving game pass. I was like, oh. where were we all when the game came out?
0: The, f- the fervor around Xbox dying because quantum break, a first party yeah. game coming off a of game pass. How dare it set the precedent.
1: Yeah. And it's, it's not even technically a, it's a first party IP, but remedy made it. Yeah. Um, which was just
0: you know it's like
1: <laughs> people right. being people people being people and not even remedy's third best game or second best game it's like remedy's good at control and alan wake and then quantum break um yeah. so it's just strange but oh. nonetheless cool i'm glad it's coming back when it comes back it's a fun game you should play it how how did you not bring this
0: up folks uh avengers is uh, it's it's like the the special stuff's over with but um the spring sale has it for like less than than 10 bucks
1: is that how cheap it is
0: that's awesome yeah the definitive edition's uh eight bucks right now on the spring sale
1: that that is so worth it they've got all the all the cosmetics are there for free now uh you can play it They're, they're done it's only in maintenance mode now through September, and then it's done done uh, but there's a lot of fun to be had in that game if you like superheroes play it eight bucks you're not going wrong i it gets a bad rap deservedly so for a lot of the things it failed on but it succeeded in a lot of things as well um and i loved it i felt like an avenger and so i for spent all the more problems, on
0: anthem I, yeah. I think i i think i paid 10 bucks for anthem so
1: pff, eight it, bucks <laughs> yeah i'll play with you by the way um i still real talk this is totally totally serious Let's set up a community play date to play Gears four or five. I want oh, to yeah. play through those yeah. games again. I would have a blast. If anyone in the Discord, if we want to set up Get Logan playing Gears Four, I'm so there. Gears is fun. I do need to
0: play through those.
1: Like they're I've done fun one through
0: judgment, but I haven't done four or five yet.
1: They're fun, man. Like I was thinking as I was doing uh footage for one of our videos, and I was I'd pulled some gears trailers and I was like, man, I love gears.
0: Um, yeah. Also, yeah. uh Dead Island definitive collection with the the Riptide, less than five bucks. So this is this is the time to be picking up a lot of those games that usually go on sale, but you know, if you if you haven't bought them, then you have them, or maybe you're getting into Destiny, you want to check out Destiny too. Everything is like sixty percent off right now. So great time to be picking those up.
1: Always get sleeping dogs, always get Arkham. Always, always. Get sleeping dogs. Sleeping dogs is incredible. <laughs> I have no Un- clue unironically it's one of the best games of the 360 generation okay i'm not joking like i'm so serious sleeping I, dogs is incredible
0: i all right i will i will trust your opinion on this off the search for it because i don't
1: i think i might have M- actually gone it emma much. stones in the game
0: Didn't know that, why did know
1: why is you? emma stone in the game nah, i'm so serious i think i'm kidding uh Real Again, going on small stuff, uh, I saw this on VG Charts, which it just popped in my feed. I don't check them. And it's kind of an, as uh, Ains often says, it's an outdated way of judging metrics. But in short, VG Charts is tracking that the Xbox Series S and X are outpacing their 360 trajectories, which is pretty impressive, given that the 360 was around 110 million units sold, roughly. Um, that's really cool. I'm glad to know it. I think it's neat. That it's happening, that it's outpacing 360. I think that means something that much more. I mean, more people are in gaming when PS5 is decisively outselling Xbox uh, Series S and X, but we're trending above 360, which is incredible. Um, so I think it's cool, neat little small thing. Uh, I'm take doing it all heart. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I have, have two. Uh, but I mean, <laughs> take that for what you will. It's VG charts. But that was neat to see. It is uh, cool. It's doing better.
0: Yeah, it is it, it like you like you were saying before I cut you off. It take it with a grain of salt, but yeah, it's it is one of those things where this is the best Microsoft has been with Xbox since the launch uh, or since 360, I guess would probably be the more accurate thing to put out. But I think that with with the cost of the Xbox Series S, um it's almost impossible to ignore just how many people are going to be picking up a next gen console on on the super cheap like the fact that you can get an xbox series s on black friday for half the cost of the cheapest ps5 um knowing that it's it's going to be the 1080 next gen experience is undeniably amazing for getting people into gaming like it's it's so easy to the point where the next time it happens i might just get one for my in-laws because At 200 bucks, I would much rather, because they have a 360, or no, they just bought, I think, an Xbox One recently. I think they got an Xbox One. They might have an Xbox 360, but genuinely, I think I might just end up getting them like an Xbox Series S. Because it's just, it's super cheap. It'll give them a really nice way to have like one of those streaming devices for their TV. And the fact that they're doing better, it just shows that Xbox is making the best hardware that they have ever made and game pass is exceptionally uh robust with their their options and it's only going to be getting better
1: yes (laughs) i I did the classic thing where i'm like yep okay i know what we're talking about i agree and i'm gonna move on to my next thing in my head and then i was like "Uh oh (laughs) what is Uh what is the
0: next thing though
1: do we have anything else no i was looking at a I was looking at some of our questions that came in from Patreon members and Twitter users and stuff. Um, And I was reading uh, a question that Ellery had for us uh, that they were clarifying what they meant. And they asked us essentially what are some good streams to watch if you're a mellow streamer? Sometimes uh, she'll be watching playthroughs of something and people are too over the top excited. Do we have any recommendations for for?" Uh, games to watch where people are not being like obnoxious in the background, and Ooh. I like this question, but I don't have an answer for it. I know I often will go if I want like to see footage, see how a game looks. There are like if you just type in no commentary on YouTube for a game that you're interested in, there are playthroughs of a game where no one's talking. It's just you're watching them play. So so just adding the words no commentary is something I've often done.
0: Yeah. Um, I think you can do, uh, chill or chill stream, I think is another tag. Uh, mm-hmm. cause there's, there's most definitely like a bunch of people that I watch that use the chill tag, mm-hmm. uh, that, that they're, they're usually pretty low key. Like I know what I'm streaming. I usually am pretty low key when it comes to that, but I rarely stream. But, uh, I would say that the, the actual, okay. So the actual Xbox channel on Twitch Um, Mm -hmm. whenever they stream, not only do they do giveaways, uh, for the game that they're typically playing, um, but they also are just having fun, chatting, hanging out with other community members, just putting content up on the feed that they don't necessarily need to, because yeah, it's, it's advertising, but at the same time, it's all really chill. It's usually ambassadors. They're all really friendly people. They're all Mm -hmm. really nice. It's a safe environment um outside of that asot uh has a a, it's a trance it's like a 24 7 trance station that i love listening Hmm. to i just put that up um funny enough one of my favorite ones that i love to watch is uh esl uh starcraft 2 i love watching old reruns um from past like competitions and starcraft is one of those like super mental things so there's ever rarely ever like super bamba or bombastic casting with that kind of thing like compared to like a call of duty or overwatch mm-hmm. and starcraft 2 is just one of those games i could just stand there and watch over and over and over and over again because it's it's so chill
1: nice that's a good that's those a would good be mine ellery i hope we answered your question there uh our next question comes in from patreon member dano 12 he says uh with the nintendo eShop closed what are your thoughts on game preservation And that's kind of goes back to why I'm frustrated with Nintendo. They don't do a lot for that. I think game preservation is super important. I hate when games are put out, especially great games that are locked behind control schemes. It's kind of a, uh, a bummer. And I think that's happening more and more. Uh, And with emulation kind of being a topic of conversation lately as uh, Xbox has banned emulators on their retail units, but you can still get to them in dev mode. And then the steam deck is going to have a dolphin emulator, Emulation and and game preservation are super important in our industry uh, and also easily taken advantage of. And so I hate when art that people have made is not built in a way or is not cultivated in a way that lets it be preserved. That's not good. The counterpoint to that is it's it's very easily abused. And so I really appreciate... The efforts that Microsoft has gone to to make back and pat a thing, I think another effort could be yeah. done as far as physical, like, yo, know, if you got the disc, it can play it. Um, I think that's an important thing to do on some level, but game preservation is important. And I think it's taken too lightly uh, by some companies.
0: I, I, I agree with what you said. I think that the Nintendo eShop closing, um, it's a real shame but at the same time, they they know the analytics for what's being accessed on there. I think it's good to give a, a, a wide breadth of uh, space for people to know like when that's going to happen so that they can go try and get those games, get those access or access to those games if they want. Uh, I do have a question for you, though, that is kind of a follow up to what you're talking about. How do you feel... Is, is the onus on the manufacturer of the hardware or is the onus on the developer to make sure that their games are moved forward to different platforms?
1: The, the onus is on the platform holder uh, in some ways because you don't want to lock people out of things. Um, this is a tough question to answer. I'm not That's- sure where the... <laughs> the blame lies. I do think it's telling when uh, a manufacturer finds ways to stop game preservation from happening. I don't mean in an abusive sense, like having a Dolphin emulator on Steam Deck for anyone that doesn't know Dolphin lets you play like a lot of GameCube and, and uh, Nintendo games on your Steam Deck. And if you've got the ROMs that, that you don't own legally, then it can be very easily taken advantage of. There's a line there that is blurry and not one I understand. Um, And I point to industry leaders like Digital Eclipse, who admittedly we have had on the show twice. I think um, Frost and a a lot of them have done some really good stuff as far as keeping games alive by way of collections. Mega Man, Ninja Turtles, um, a couple others that they've done. That's how I like to see games preserved in the best way with respect to the people involved. Licenses are uh, acquired and acknowledged. I don't have a good answer for you. I just know that as an industry, it needs to be better.
0: That's, that's where I'm, I'm at. Because for me, my thoughts on game preservation are, <laughs> are pretty straightforward. Um, if the game is readily available through a platform, you should purchase it through that platform and know that it is locked to that platform and not have expectations that there are going to be ways for you to play it on other platforms because that's where the purchase was. That's where the the rights were, were acquired to be able to publish it for that platform. I think the onus is on the developers to move their games to different platforms if they want that game to be preserved or they should do a good job of preserving it themselves. If players want to play it, there's nothing stopping players from playing it on that platform. If you are downloading ROMs and playing illegally acquired ROMs on emulators, if those aren't made available to you, if you can't buy those games anywhere, then the artist is not getting any money from that. But there's nothing there's nothing saying that you can't try and find where those artists are making other games and support them that way as well, too. So... Like you're not going to be able, you can give Nintendo as much money as you want. They don't care about you wanting to play uh, a Mario party from the GameCube era. Like they don't care about you wanting to play Animal Crossing from the GameCube era. They're not going to be making any money off of that. So if you wanted to play those on emulator, there's nothing that is going to benefit Nintendo from you, from you not doing that because they aren't doing the work. They're not, they're not developing it for a new platform. Mm-hmm. So I think the onus is on the developer most of the time, because if they wanted their game to stay alive, they should be actively learning, growing, developing for new platforms to bring their game forward. Look at Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight's on everything. I don't mm-hmm. think they uh, have have ever tried to not have their Shovel Knight game on every platform available. That's why no one's worried about Shovel Knight not being available on the 3DS anymore because it's it's everywhere you can play it anywhere
1: well said and i think uh when you look at at this stuff as long as you're not taking advantage if there's a way to support the developer you should but if it's not available i have no problem with with emulation
0: look we all we all like hey we all played played a little bit on napster We, we were on limewire once upon a time like there's i don't think there's anyone that's not guilty of downloading something they didn't Everyone's right-click saved on a photo that they didn't own and put it as their wallpaper. Um, I think that it's on us to support when we can. And I think it's on developers to make that an option for us. If not, then if you want that experience, then I don't see why you shouldn't be able to have an emulator run a ROM for something that no one's going to make money off of. Or there's no way for anyone to make money off of it.
1: Fair enough. Ooh, okay. This one comes from Rith God over on Twitter. He says, my dearest insidious host and Captain Slogan. Well, I feel attacked. How do you (laughs) feel about the future of Xbox IP and other media? I think we've kind of touched on that. With Gears getting a game, movie, and anime, I'm excited. Uh, But the Halo series, isn't that great? What would you like to see? I'd like to see Sea of Thieves series. I think we did answer Rith's question. I just should have referenced him earlier.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's a, a, we should have, I should have grabbed that, seen it. Put it into the the Mario news and stuff because we did cover that pretty well.
1: But thank you for the question, Rithgod. Yeah. Um, this next question comes from Xbox Mike twenty nine patron uh, of XCP. Shout out to you. It says any plans for the XCP community to do a Discord play session of Dead Island Two? The game. And if you could choose <sighs> a game to come back that you played from your childhood, that isn't currently still going. What would it be? Oof. Okay. My answer is Rogue Squadron. Uh, oh, but yeah, we could do a one. community play date of of Dead Island Two. Uh, that'd be fun if people snag it. Um, I still want to do a Gears play day, but I want to do more play dates with our Discord anyway. I love doing that.
0: If I could play a game that isn't available right now, um, it would probably be Wind Waker HD. I want that ported to the Switch. But yeah, I'm down for some Dead Island because I i am probably honestly i'm probably gonna pick up dead island one with the the collection today Mm -hmm. that's probably gonna be my spring sale purchase Mm -hmm. uh sleeping dogs isn't on there by the way so i don't know what you're talking about but uh emma's gonna have to wait for another day (laughs) Buy it it it's good
1: (laughs) it's so good
0: (laughs) buy it anyway people you heard it here first um it is that good (laughs) so uh i will probably be picking up the dead island game and seeing if i can drop into that there's a lot to play though uh but yeah i'm down for community day i still like you you missed out on the last ghostbusters uh play that we did, did. last weekend okay. um and that was fun but i only got to do an hour of that because i had to go uh so i was really bummed about that but yeah i'm down for that as well as um uh minecraft legends is one that's coming up that i think would be fun to do community play date what was the other one? Oh, gears gears 4 uh we yep. should do that as well too but yeah, I think I think a community day for a Dead Island game would be good.
1: A hundred percent. And in general to to our patrons, like if you want to do a community play day, tag us like if it's on Game Pass, that's an easy win. Um, I've tried to do a few for for Halo or for Fortnite. It doesn't sound like our, our people are super into those, which is fine. Um, but yeah, Gears, Minecraft Legends is going to be a good choice. Um, <clears throat> cough. Dead Island is also a good choice. <clears throat> cough. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then we got Diablo 4 in the future. That'll be Diablo.
1: Yeah. So, uh, Logan, I want to take a moment and shout out. We have some upcoming interviews, which I'm excited for people to see. Swordship is happening. That's coming up this next Wednesday. Nice. Sea of Stars. And mm-hmm. oh, I have Sea of Stars and Strayed Lights are kind of my next ones that I'm announcing that I'm doing. Um, and I'll be soliciting questions from our listeners and Patreon members for Sea of Stars and straight lights pretty soon that's kind of cool yeah that's exciting also
0: just a real quick i wanted to address uh golden uh, golden gamer gold yeah golden Golden gamer gram -Gram, which is a a tongue twister um their question as far as like the the guts of the ps5 and the xbox series s if you took out all the guts to see which one had more easter eggs sony doesn't have humor they don't understand jokes so Mm -hmm. easter eggs are lost on them That's true that's all i want to say it's true,
1: and we know there's a lot in the in the Xbox for sure. Yeah, um, but they still, care. Not, they care. But they don't have the Konami code on the back of their controller. So, who does you even gamers? Stadia. Oh my god! Hello.
0: <laughs> wow, low bar. Yeah. Uh,
1: Logan, what you got coming up for Keelhaul?
0: Um. Nothing much. I actually don't know what I'm going to be talking about this week because it's it's like we're in the, the lulls after the fifth anniversary, so I have no clue what to, to even discuss on this week's episode, um, but I'm sure Such there'll be something. Though. Yeah, it was a really good episode. Um, there's stuff to do, though, but I'll have an episode out this week. I don't know what it'll be about. I got uh, the whole weekend's like completely busy for me, so I got to figure out when I'm even going to be recording, but it will be out on Monday regardless.
1: Nice. I need to come I need to join you on an a, a keel haul sometime. You want to you want to
0: join this week? You want to save me the trouble of
1: having to come up with a <laughs> with a, a show notes? Uh maybe? I don't know. I'm doing a baseball game tomorrow with my wife. So Oh, tomorrow tomorrow
0: is out for tomorrow's my wife's birthday, so I'm I'm okay. not doing anything except doting
1: on her tomorrow. Smart man. Smart man. <laughs> Alright, uh, guys, you can find me on Twitter at Ghost. Of course, you support XCP because you're listening already, but if you would be so kind as to drop a review uh, over on whatever your platform of choice is, screenshot that review because we need to do a giveaway coming up soon. I'm thinking Jedi. I'm not do sure. Do it. Uh, do it do what must be done yeah drop a review uh support us over on patreon patreon.com slash xbox expansion pass uh logan where can they find you my friend
0: uh they can find me on twitter at c a p t underscore l o g u n or in the discord also uh crackdown 3 is seven dollars and fifty cents do not buy it uh and that's all that's what i got for this week
1: (laughs) i love crackdown 3 all right that's it for us guys take care